a guy walks in to a bar with a giraffe and proceeds to get pissed. The giraffe passes out on the bar floor. The guy gets up to leave and the bartender says, Oi, you can't leave that lion here. The guy says, That's no lion. It's a giraffe. I don't get it. <laughs> As in lion? You can't eat it lying on the ground. Uh, it's not a lion. It's a giraffe. I heard lion, not lion. That's, that's it. Lions, yeah. you know. See, I'm Do you know what movie that's from? Not even a little bit. 28 Days Later. Haven't seen it. Uh, t- wait, what? Are I you serious? The tw- zombie film? No, I haven't or seen it. Or 28 Weeks Later? No. Why? I don't know. But I have them on Blu-ray. I hear it's one of the greatest trilogies ever. With the first one being that Sandra Bullock recovery movie. <laughs> In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is... Not another podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Not Another Podcast. Hi, Jade. I'm JK, if you weren't aware. I just like for once I was. that we uh, <laughs> listened to the actual intro before sitting here and recording. You know, you've got to entertain ourselves somehow. I can't a, wait till Sunday. It's a good intro. Wait, what's Sunday? That's when I release oh, yeah. the episode. Yeah, that's when for they, us, it's that's when they drop, baby. That's when they drop. But then I'll happily listen to it again. Yes, of course. Well, I've, again, been working a lot. <laughs> and I need this. Excuse me for a moment. Mm. I didn't joke this time. So, uh, also, segue, I've been working a lot. So, how about you kick us off, Jay Marie, and tell us what you've been watching, because I ain't watched shit, son. Well, you know, firstly, I just want to say welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Not Another Podcast. Season V, episode Season double v. I. Roman numeral. That's how I party. Um, I finished Bioshock Infinite, which is the third in the franchise, which I was featured in the Ultimate Collection, which I got for Christmas and is now available for free to PSN users on PlayStation. You got it as a gift from friend of the podcast, Tim Checks. <laughs> <laughs> that bus has never listened to one episode, I bet. <laughs> well, I'm saying he's a friend of the podcast. To be fair... He, he writes and records a lot of raps, and I like them, but I never listen to them. Uh, but Tim doesn't listen to this, I just so realized you've got quite a musical family. You used to fuck with guitars. Yep. Your cousin fucks with guitars pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. But, but what about the, the youngest one? Lily, she wrote that song that That's day. Right. I've got the lyrics here. We should uh, whip them out sometime. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll party it out at the end, baby. <laughs> I don't know. You can make some beatboxing noises. I don't or know. Or you beatbox, and I, looking at it for the first, first time. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear me beatbox, but it's going to happen anyway. Um, Bioshock Infinite kind of serves as a prequel to 1 and 2, and it's quite a different feel to the previous games because you obviously play it third. Um, and so it takes a little bit of an adjustment period to go, hang on, wait, I was used to one tone, now this is another. But the storyline sort of hooks you in, and once again, all three of them do not have happy, cliched endings. They all... End with a bit of a twist. That's why they're so uh, infamous, I guess. So niche. Cause, yeah, well, because people were just... I don't think crying out for it is the right no. word, but like it's not expected. So you're like... <gasps> exactly, yeah. People like kind of cling to that kind of shit. People recommend it, don't spoil the end, and then 
people play it and are satisfied Just by it. Just a side note on you saying about how like you used to gameplay. Mm. You played these for the first time, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I got them. So that's uh, that's probably what because how many years were? Between I think it was 2010. The first one came out, and then and how onwards. recently was? Ultimate like or under whatever the fuck it was called. Infinite, I think maybe 2016 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's that's six plus years yeah. or whatever of changing the uh, the mechanics of gaming. So. Exactly. But did you find it easier with the, like the, the? Oh, I found it easier each time I played Bioshock because the yeah the gameplay in terms of controls was similar, so I was able to pick that up. But it was easier. I love a bit of similarity. Similarity, same, same, but different, as they same say in same. Southeast Asia. Um, no, it Wait, was specifically there. I've heard yeah, 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 plenty yeah. is from whiteies. Well, I hear I've been to two of their countries out of four, and I heard it a lot there. And it was on all their t-shirts. <laughs> they sell to the tourists. Maybe they hear it a lot from white people. Maybe we hear it from Southeast Asia. Who knows? Uh, it's the chicken I or wasn't the egg. Trying to big ups, and by the way, I've no. got like at least one eighth Asian going on uh, here. <laughs> so I'm just know. like. Fence sitting, you know, multiracial. Switzerland. Bilingual and multiracial. I also watched the Academy Awards, aka the Oscars. We're going to talk about that in a little more depth. When we get to news and gossip, um, I went and saw Birds of Prey. We're also going to talk the house down with it. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about it in a lot of depth. I'm saying it right now. It's not going to be on news and gossip. It's going to be a fucking segment. Boom. <laughs> Just shook up the podcast. Uh-oh. Season five. Got to keep you on your toes. Um, I watched. I went and saw Birds of Prey in the cinema, so we're going to talk about that in detail later in this ep. Wait. What was the full title again? Uh, the something Emancipation of Harley Quinn. And the like, fantastical Emancipation yeah. of Harley Yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, and then I watched – I got a lot of um, – Digital copies of some movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched one of these with you. Yes. For and the uh, first time, I might have. I watched the latest Charlie's Angels film released late last year, directed by, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, she directed it too. Yes. She's ah. writer and director. And then Bosley. She's one of the Bosleys in the film. And it's got Kirsten Stewart. Wait, did you say one of the Bosleys? Yep. There's multiple There's Bosleys, Bosleys in every country. So, they can actually, there's lots of angels. Oh, I didn't realise they were international angels of mystery. Well, this is new information. Okay. <laughs> you know, it'd be like going into the 25th Bond film and finding out there's like 25 James Bonds out there. You'd well, be like, what? I've been ripped off. That's kind of what's happening, right? With the broad? Well, I don't know how that's going to play out, but um, I haven't even watched the trailer for James Bond properly yet. So it dropped at Super Bowl. <laughs> I, was, I saw a part of it and was just like, get the fuck away from me. I've oh, yeah, you don't liked, watch them. I don't never liked, like yeah. I, Saturday nights... Like, back when I was, like, six or seven years old, yeah, I'd watch them because my sister would go to bed early and me and my mum would sit on the couch and we'd watch whatever movies we want. Yep. And a lot of the time, the memorable ones are stuff like Terminator. Oh, yeah. Star Wars when, you know, I didn't hate people who like Star Wars. <laughs> like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I, – like, I'm not a fan. Uh, there's no fandom for, to me for Star Wars, but I don't yeah. dislike them. Mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoy them. It's just when people tell you to get the fuck out and you say, eh, I'm not a fan. It's, mm. it's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's like me whenever I greet you. What was your point here? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I'm just I'm saying. Went from Charlie's Bond Angels to lots of Bosleys <laughs> to Bond to. I want to watch what I want. Just, yeah, thank you for getting me <laughs> back, fandoms, keeping me you. grounded here. Uh, yeah, well, the only time I ever watched James Bond movies is if they're like Roger uh, Moore and Sean Connery with my mom. There's and the she circle. Liked, liked them, you know, and 
Then when Pierce Brosnan became Bond, <laughs> I just don't like that They're the guy. first Bonds I ever saw. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to watch this dude who was the jerk in Mrs. Doubtful. Yeah. He's not charming, he's <laughs> like, a dick. Oh my God, he's the stepdad. Yeah. He's the replacement for Robin Williams. Um, yes, and obviously there was a lot of um, flack when Elizabeth Banks, quote-unquote, called out audiences in stating that they won't go see a female-led film um, when sort of anticipating box office numbers um, almost sort of preempting that she wasn't going to do well and then making up an excuse for maybe why she wouldn't saying that Captain oh, Marvel yeah. Wonder Woman are comic book films and that's why they get 825 million and over 1 billion respectively people going to the cinemas to see them I mean I think but look at Birds of Prey that's a comic book film kind of and it didn't do well it didn't track as well as DC's Wonder Woman for my, example my thing with this though I think the reason the Charlie's Angels movies that we saw when we were kids Cameron Diaz oh, etc so why they did so well and mm. A they were just really well done as they well, were uh, was because people it was very fresh to a new, new audience yeah where I feel like it's true. still it's kind of like a thing, and also no one's asking for it Nah. I mean, did you want a new one? No. I if, if anything, I would take a third one with Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz and, and Drew Barrymore. Did you, do you know, I should say, mm. the other two broads besides the Twilight chick? Just Naomi Scott from, she's the princess from Aladdin and she was Righteous. in Power Rangers. She and was. so was the other chick whose name I do not know. She's lesser that known. That must be the Elizabeth the, Banks connection there. Yes, she was correct. Rita Repulsa. She was in that. Yeah. Um, so I do know that those couple of people. And then but I mean, I think it's like... Cast. Remakes, uh, they're hit and miss so much these days. Mm-hmm. And with the, su- the lack of success Ghostbusters got as well, I mm. mean, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing the whole, eh, what do you expect, hands? Well, that's it. There was someone on online who was like, people will go see female-led films like Underworld series, Dude, Resident Evil, bitching. Atomic Blonde was... I don't know how that tracked at the box office, though. This was a discussion on box office, but we could probably look that up for... I'm pretty Reference. sure it, it must have done well because it was in cinemas and they're, and they're doing a sequel, actually, yeah. from memory. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely done very well, tracked very well. The other thing was probably four years ago now, they did a TV series, Charlie's Angels, and it had the Australian actress from Terminator. What is her name? Rachel. No, is it Rachel? Terminator? Uh, sorry, not Terminator, from Transformers. Ah, uh, the one that was a Transformer? The blonde. No, no. Oh, the, the first babe one. In, yeah, the in, babe. In the third one, you mean? First. Was an Australian in the first yes. one? Yes. <gasps> Very oh, thick yeah. Australian Jessica accent. Jones. Jessica Jones. The chick from Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Sorry. What's her name? Don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, lady. That's really bad. You're really cool. I really like her. She's Rachel, dope, yeah. I thought. Anyway, she was one of the three leads and that just flopped. I remember watching the six or seven eps or eight that got released and then it just went nowhere. And it just, I don't know, it was lacking something. And I can't put my finger on what that was lacking and what the Drew Barrymore version had because Drew Barrymore was an executive producer on this new yeah. film. Um, there was that little bit of cheesy, there was a montage right at the start of the film after they introduced the, the one actress's name, I don't know, and Kristen Stewart's character. Um, it just did this montage. It was random and it wasn't explained and there was no voiceover or anything. It was just a montage of like women doing like lots of different roles in society around the world. Maybe now that I think about it, they were all angels. Ah, we'll see, but you didn't get it. But at the it moment, felt, did you? it just felt like here we're pushing feminism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just, I don't know. I think a part of it is I don't love Elizabeth Banks in the Bosley role, and I don't buy Kristen Stewart as an action star. Really? And I and I shouldn't because 
no one would have bought Drew Barrymore as an action star when she walked into 2000 version of the movie. But she was so convincing. Yeah. Because she's got that tomboy element, the rough around the edges element. Yeah. Like and I saw all of their training she, behind the scenes stuff. She's she fit the mold legit. for everything. She was a babe. She, like you said, tomboy. She's and like an America's sweetheart. Kind of like, well, and she even has, in that movie to me, she's got more of a hard ass like vibe. She does. She has a hard ass vibe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So, like, if if you were to say which she was, like the boy band thing, where you got the yeah. cute one, the tough one, she's definitely the tough one. Yeah, she's the tough one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to see it. I'm a huge fan of the of the first, well, the one that was released in 2000 and its sequel, Full Throttle. Um, but I was 16 when those films came out. And I was like, Whoa, kick ass women. Bro, that was they another were, element. They were it. a staple at the crib. But they my were good. My sister had it on VHS. Oh. The first one. I never got into the second one. Now, you'd have to tell me about. Even whatever remotely that's happens Demi in that. Moore, right? Who's the turned angel? Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then they tried to cram all of these cameos into the um, closing sequence, into the closing credits. Um, the closing oh, credits, all credits are closing, but this um, one that's just popped. And yeah, yeah so right, this yeah, latest yeah. one, like Ronda Rousey, is quickly in a scene. So the idea is that Naomi Scott's character has been accepted into Townsend Agency and is training to be an angel. She's sort of just tags along in this film and um yeah at her training you know ronda rousey's the one who's teaching her to fight and then it cuts to laverne cox is the person teaching from orange is the new black teaching her how to act and behave and present herself in other ways i can't remember it was like she was detonating a bomb or something with laverne cox there's definitely a black lady's name which one yeah. was she the transgender woman oh yeah yeah um and who else they threw in there? Oh, they threw in like Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale. They threw in two ex Charlie's Angels from the seventies TV show. Or? I feel like a lot yeah, of these aren't. Bam, bam, bam. Can't really quote like Ron Rousey's definitely a cameo, but the chick from Riverdale and a chick from Orange Is the New Black. Can you really and Hay- and Haley Seinfeld. I de- I say their cameos one hundred percent because they're names. They're teenage names. They're their target audience. Yeah, yeah, they're known enough. to their target yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, Riverdale so it's like, chicks probably watch that. Exactly. Shit. Right, so fair enough, you got me. Anyway, I'd give it like a two, a one point five. Out of what? Five. Jesus. Well, so you liked nah. the movie. Anyway, so getting to the better part of that night, wait, you wait, and I. Wait, wait, oh. wait. Let me ask you on God the podcast what I asked you. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember now. I said, I, I just said, oh, is God. it like oh. Elizabeth Banks said? Is it, was it, is, is oh. everyone sexist and it's a really good movie? I think there's some merit to what she's saying. Like, I'd be very interested to look up the biggest films in history that have made at the box office. Like, and see how not, many female Yeah, like, and how many, fi- there'd be none. There'd be Captain Marvel. That's, I mean, what about... Uh, you kind of have to say, put Marvel aside. They're the ones that have all broken a billion. What about Titanic and Avatar? Aliens 2 or Terminator 2. Yeah, but did they rack up? Sure. I don't know if they did. So that's the sort of stuff I'm interested in checking. Both, I reckon there's they're merit. They're Cameron movies as well, so... Yeah, and I reckon that she has... She's on to something there, but I think it was a scapegoat comment to justify why they weren't making money at the box yeah. office. Um, I mean, the movie, f- the movie overall just lacked, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but it just felt a bit pushed, forced, cheesy. For I mean, and that was actually and kind of part the right of the time. Cheesy was kind of part of the charm of the first one. Yeah, but like it was funny, one. cheesy. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it was part of the charm. It worked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it comes down to the writing. Yeah, let's let's fucking move on. Because that night, you and I watched a film, a horror film called What Lies Beneath. 
from the year 2000. You had never seen it before. I'd seen it a few times, but many, many moons ago. Fuck, the camera work in that movie was dope. And it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who's famous for the Back to the Future trilogy and Cast Away and... There was some other random. There was a few in there where like, I was like, "What?" Yeah, I can't remember what, but you're like, "What?" This guy was still around at the time, but this was 20 years ago. We realised this film was released, being 2020. Yeah. Um, and it's Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer, and basically Michelle Pfeiffer starts to believe that her house is haunted by a significant spirit. She actually starts seeing this spirit, and it sort of all unfolds from there. And I just always found it a very intense, intensely entertaining film. And you were calling out things in between, going, "Oh, he did it!" Or, "Yeah, she's done that." And I'm like, "Damn, oh, damn!" I just don't f- spoil it for yourself. <laughs> no, well, just the formula of horror movies. Yeah, that's like, true. Uh, especially back then, I think 2000s, it was still around the time of like Scream and relatively new that there were yeah. just like characters like that they just have in your face the whole movie kind of thing. Yeah. And like I said, you you kind of were like, "Yeah." But for me, foreshadowing, the first thing you see is his arm wrapping around her neck. Oh, and she's startled. So minor, but you're no, no, like, but like that's, oh, he's going to kill her. No, but like, that was the vibe I got. And then okay. at the end, it was kind of justified because the last moment he was fucking got her mm-hmm. in a chokehold, basically. But yeah, really entertaining mm. movie. I like Dexter's dad in it. And <laughs> I think, it, yeah, there's those little charming things where you go, yeah. that's definitely the guy who directed Back to the Future. Because yeah. he, he made them so human. Yeah. Like they were all individuals. There was a slow build. It was, it was intense. Uh, it wasn't a slow build. It was a misdirection well, and reset. Yeah, true. Then a slow build. It was It was good though. I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised it hasn't got a better rating on the IMDb. Yeah, it was like 6.6 or something. Something definitely like I was going to, I was thinking 6.2. Not as bad as 6.66. Anyway. Um, they were what I Well, watched. if it's out of a thousand, that's pretty much the same number, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, is that 66%? Yeah, sure. Um, and I've always finished reading Little Women and I've started playing Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. Go. Uh, what you just said. What lies beneath? And I uh, watched some Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Tonight. Also, I started rewatching season five, but I'm only like three episodes I did hear in. the theme song play out of your room the other day. I was like, what's happening? I uh, watched a few episodes of Sopranos. Sopranos. You read two more volumes of... Oh, just the one of The Walking oh. Dead. You're on book six now, you're on book eight, aren't you? Oh, fuck no, you're You've right. Read, you finished six and yeah. read seven and you're halfway through I read eight. a considerable amount on my day off and the day before my day off because I was just in a zen. You were jonesing for it. No, I just was like, I'm like, oh, I can finally fucking relax. Yeah, like, for sure. I, I like to... Switch off. Yeah, and... It, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> uh, books with pictures in them, like, they, they relax me more. It's thick. <laughs> no, I'm very dyslexic, so sometimes I'll read stuff uh, and I'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. I'll have to go back and read yes, this, yeah. this same sentence yeah. and kind of just, like, really concentrate on it. The and shorter then, text of pictures means you can just interpret it yeah. pretty much and straight if, away. If I kind of, like... I'm like, you know, it's it's a lot less Ugh. and you can consume more and then you can kind of like look at the expression on the people's faces. Any yeah. wrestling in the last two weeks? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do NX, tell. NXT TakeOver Portland with uh, your, what do you call it? My mate, my old scholar. That's it. Your former scholar. Claire Ripley, uh, she defended the title against Bianca Belair and it was announced that she is going to WrestleMania, which is the WWE's version of the Super Bowl, and it's huge. It's the main event. Techers. It's insane. It's crazy because uh, I was reading something, I think, on her Twitter where she was saying it's kind of crazy that, you know, she's just a kid from Adelaide. And I know. She's, and she's yeah. now on the big screen. She'll, big be, she'll be wrestling in a crowd that's probably going to be at least a 70,000, 80,000 people. 
Oh, easily. Those yeah. crowds are ridiculously large. Yes. And good money for her and just like a yeah. huge step into the WWE I don't, I don't know if I've, I've got format. some people I know over there and uh, I don't really talk to them all that often because we're not that tight. But my friend John, I think I've told you not on the podcast, mm. he's like better friends. He's like, you, you got to get with old mate Ray Ripley. Mm. Got to get that WWE money. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make bank. You've been set for life. Let her bring home the bacon. Yeah, damn skippy. So to speak. We are now talking about Birds of Prey. The, now, hang on, let's get this title right. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Can we just take one second oh. and talk about our amazing production and how you just did that? Let me paint a picture for you at home. I had the microphone between my two knees. You heard me, right? I'm sitting in a seat. I'm playing the music out of my phone, holding it to the microphone and then I'm fading it out whilst bending down towards the microphone as I switch. That's the type of top-notch production we got here. At that's Nap. right. And not another podcast. Not another podcast. Um, anyway, so I actually went and saw this at the cinema, as we like to call it. It stars ours truly, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, spun off from Suicide Squad, which we're still getting a sequel to, by the way, uh, directed and written by James, James Gunn, Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy, which is going to be very interesting. The big bad in this is, well, the characters Roman Sinus, the Black Mask, and that's played by Ewan McGregor. I don't, I'm not actually familiar with that character, so I won't really be able to talk about that Neither too much. But uh, Renee Montoya is a character I know from the Batwoman comics because she's a detective in. Gotham, and that's played by Rosie Perez. And then I definitely know of The Huntress. I have her first volume of the comic. And I know as well there was a character introduced in a couple of episodes of Arrow. And that's played by Mary Elizabeth Weinstein? Weinstein? I've always said Weinstead and yeah, I've never Weinstead. been corrected. So The Huntress is Helena Bertinelli. And then there's Black Canary, who I know very well from Black Canary and the Birds of Prey, from Arrow, from Legends of Tomorrow, etc. Um, her character's name is Dinah Lance, and that's played by Journey Smollett-Bell. Now, this girl I was looking at for the whole freaking thing going, she is so familiar. Her face is so distinct. Do you Ooh, know where pretty. I, yeah, but do you know where I realise I know her from? And this is hilariously lame. She, uh, she's... You know, I know her from the movie poster? No, I know her from the original series of Full House. She Fuck was off. the little girl's friend. I rich her face is so distinct. The jawline, the nose shape. I'm like, I have seen this face Wait. before, but not at this age. I not knew recently. That she's actually real life sister of the guy who plays Terry in the Mighty Ducks. And he's currently, oh. I believe, in Empire. And he got his ass beat, supposedly. Oh, okay. By uh, a couple of gay hating individuals, but oh. it turned out that uh, he paid them to do it so he could get a spotlight shot oh on it. Oh my god, that's really bad. Let's not discuss that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this whole film, looking, at, I know her from somewhere, and I just could not help but laugh out loud when it was from Full that's House insane. from the eighties, nineties. Her parents need to be their parents need to be locked up. I should say because they were. <laughs> 
chugging their kids into child acting. Oh, man. And another main character in it is um, Cassandra Kane, who's a young girl. But do you know who makes a cameo in a couple of scenes with Renee Montoya? No, I do. Ali Wong. I love that Is lady. in a couple of scenes. I was not. I did not know she was in oh, that film. Ali Wong and uh, Rosie Perez. Fucking energy. That's They're dope. Two, like so, Ali Wong's only scenes in the film are both with Rose Perry. What do you got? What's her name? Rosie Perez. From Rosie White Perez. Man Can Jump fan. <laughs> I'm sure she's been in more, but yes. But you, do you know what she was doing in all of White Man Can Jump? She was trying to get on Jeopardy. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, it is a Harley Quinn. It's not. Really, it's not her origin story. That's sort of very briefly introduced in Suicide Squad through getting, like, being the psychiatrist for the Joker. Um, the, the, I, I, I still don't get that. They've got a Birds of Prey movie about Harley Quinn. I know, but it is the origin story for the Birds of Prey. So they've kind of crossed them over. There's no comics where these characters um, working together that I know of, but they are currently writing new comics um, I just love how DC. sexist their crew name is, Birds of Prey. Birds of it's Prey. not even like they're all no, black but, bird no. animals' names, like Black Canary. Well, black oh, okay, Canary. Well, who are the rest of them? Like Eagle Girl and shit? <laughs> nah, Huntress. Well, it's a mix okay. of them because in the comics I've read, it's Batgirl and Black Canary um, as Every, the leads. And then it's Catwoman, Poison the Ivy Huntress, Poison seen. Ivy. Yeah. Um, Catwoman's, you know, she, you never know what side she's on and she sort of works with them and then goes against them and goes a bit back and forth. Um, yeah, she's a cat. She can't be trusted. So, cat you know, and a woman. Two things you can't You know, trust. I thought visually it looked great. There were a lot of great stunts and there were a lot more fight scenes and sequences than I thought there would be. And, like, Margot Robbie was doing some wicked stunt work um, within that. Obviously, there was a stunt double in some parts, but there were, it was brutal. There was that Deadpool-type narration slash breaking of the fourth wall. I found the soundtrack really enjoyable. And obviously it took a long time to get all of these birds of prey together. But um, Black Canary in particular had a lot of her own storyline outside of Harley Quinn. Like there's long moments there in the film where Harley Quinn's not in the scene. Um, It's about someone else. And then there's a bit of the Huntress and it sort of of all comes together. Because a lot of the stuff you've seen in every trailer Mm. was on Harley Quinn, but it was all very similar. Yes. So I felt like, okay, they're marketing it as a Harley Quinn movie. Because oh, no one knows what the fuck a bird of prey is. Well, I do. But no, 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 I mean, like, I mean, I know you generally mean, speaking, of... I know who the birds of prey are. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to suck people in, there's a lot yeah. of people who know what a Harley well, Quinn is. Well, the selling point is definitely Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She's excellent in the role. She stands out in Suicide Squad. What happened to her tattoos? That was something I had a grap with in, in the trailers. She didn't have a rotten tattoo no more and all that shit. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's like the Madam Brother from... Oh, yeah, you said they Good Charlotte, that. whose tattoos are mostly fake, according to his ex-girlfriend, Hilary Duff. <laughs> ah, you had me right. How do these guys get these broads? Uh, Has anyone got Cameron Diaz now? Yeah, the it's ugly insane. one. <laughs> Benji. <laughs> and a kid. Who it makes no kid sense. Benji. And like, unless it's... A and the other one's Joel. Like, just Ben would have done fine. Anyway, I really enjoyed the film. Four like, out of five. Like and I said, I, he's the ugly one. He needs, he needs a hook. I'm a huge fan, so... I, I, Good of Charlotte? Birds of Prey. Oh, sick. Back, going back to our actual topic. I went with a few other friends um, and they didn't like it, even though they were laughing out loud at all the comedy. Um, and they like comic book films. For them? Nah. Violence is not an issue for any of them. And it wasn't that violent, but it was more violent than I thought it was going to be. And I enjoyed that aspect and that surprise factor. 
Um, it's not done so well at the box office, but it has made money. I'm not sure. It's $34 million What was the, the headline you the read? Like, Birds of Prey, mm. like, die or something? I don't, I don't know. know. It just didn't – it didn't meet predicted box office numbers in the opening weekend. I'm like, okay, how do you even predict that sort of stuff? Uh, Pre-sales and stuff. How much they sold, how much they've advertised, yep. prediction of, like, interest of, like, likes literally on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, true. Kind of shit. That's – People tracking it the, online on the what's the word I'm looking for? Like part of the, the mechanism of how they mm-hmm. predict these things, but they're never accurate. And uh, just a shout out because it was actually directed by a woman as well. Um, was it who goes by Banks? the name of Kathy Yan? So she's of Asian descent. So I'm like, sweet. Maybe she's Ali Wong's homie. Yeah, ma- well, maybe there's a connection. You never know. And written by a woman as well. So that was a cool little nod. Um, and opportunities because we don't not seeing a lot of it. Um, so it yeah, Elizabeth I enjoyed Banks it overall. Sorry, was it Elizabeth Banks who wrote it? No, that's why it was better okay. than Charlie's Angels. Jesus, coming for Elizabeth Banks. I thought you were cool with that lady. Pew pew. <laughs> Shots fired <laughs> here. No, no, we're not. We would never do that to you. <laughs> but that uh, Madonna is taking us into trailers. You know, I, I reckon I could do at least half decent on something like The Voice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just saying. With what genre? Pop? I'd, I'd go in with just a, a straight fire with hits like that. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, damn. I, I'd Hot aud- diggity. I'd audition with that uh, one song, you know, um, fuck. I can't even remember the name that of it. That one yeah. song? No, I can't even remember the lyrics, but it's my go-to for karaoke. I'm going to look that up while you start talking about trailers. Oh, you know. Well, trailers, they're a funny thing. They go for about two and a half minutes. They give you a bit okay, of a specifically the trailers we watched to talk about for this segment. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want a definition? No. Okay. Sorry, this man's funny. No, so because of uh, the Academy Awards, which we're going to get to shortly... We um, watched the trailer just now for Parasite because we both hadn't actually seen it yet. We're very uh, aware of the film and its success, its critical acclaim, its success at the office, off, uh, the Oscars, etc. Um, so, yeah, we actually watched that trailer and we're both kind of going, what is this film about? And it's kind of acknowledging it there in the trailer as well with some of the captions that are coming up across the screen that – it starts one way and then it becomes almost an entirely different film altogether within, you know, the two hours of film. Um, you know, oh, you okay. see the name Sorry. Parasite. In Vogue, Don't Let Go. That's my Oh, what a jam. That is yeah. a good song. That is a good song. Also, Pony by Genuine. Well, you know, give it a go. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I think I could do good. I'm not going <laughs> to. But. 
Oh, God. Um, yeah, so from the title of Parasite, we both kind of assumed yeah. it was a horror. Which is... Uh, when and it, it does have some of those vibes in the trailer. When it was nominated, I was just like, okay, horrors never get nominated. Correct. So maybe horror thriller at best horror or thriller, worst, very, It seems very artistic as well, and that's yeah, where it, it gets does. some nods, I think. And we're both kind of going... Oh, we want to check that out because we want an yeah. explanation it to kind of gave is it? nothing away and just no. but also created so much intrigue. So, so like, much oh, tension, hey, yeah. um, so, such a shift in tone. Um, yeah, we're very intrigued. The music, everything. The only vibe I can kind of I, I got that mm. plot wise is there's some deception going on. Yep. And yeah, definitely. Then some gnarly shit because it's all like they literally put it in print on the thing. Mm. You thought you were going to get something, yeah. and yeah, got something else. That's it. And that's how it sounds to everybody. When Mofo listens to this back, he'll realize I already said that, but he was on his phone. So no, 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 no. Like, I heard come you back say to it. it. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, sure. You <laughs> said it in a different way. Yeah, true that, true that, you know. See how you can say Wasn't one it thing nice more than one way. You, I'm not listening to you for once. Yeah, this is true. Vice versa. <laughs> instead of me going, yeah, and then not knowing what you said. <laughs> yeah, Kevin um, Durant. So, you know, I think... A co- work colleague was saying they didn't watch the Oscars, but the night of the Oscars, they put up a new film onto Foxtel, Parasite. He's like, hmm, foreshadowing? I think I, know what the, I think I know what's done well at the Oscars here, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, very intriguing trailer. I recommend checking it out. And there's going to be a lot more um, interest in that film now because of its success at the Oscars. So... It's just going to continue to be successful into the new year. Um, then up on YouTube, when you just type in Trailers 2020 to see what's coming out soon, um, there was a film there called Run. Oh, God. And the screenshot is Sarah Paulson, who we both love and a lot of people know from American Horror Story. And Doing what she does best, too. Crying? <laughs> Getting her tear on. Now, we know I don't say quite that a lightly. Person, she's super fucking she's good at being emotional. F- yeah. And we know as quite a funny, awkward character in interviews and reality. So it's funny to see like her, her roles are so dramatic. But yeah, this was a twisted trailer as well that was along the horror thriller theme or genre, I should say. And again, it probably gave us a lot of flashes of the film, but it didn't give too much away. But we're sensing that she's probably drugging her... Uh, daughter who is in a wheelchair cannot walk for herself. So you were saying the irony of the, the brutalness of the fact that the movie's called, called Run, Run and she can't do Run, so. Bitch. And then it's like the worst like comedy cut ever. It's someone in a wheelchair over that or roll whatever motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know, like. <laughs> that could have shifted to comedy for sure. That'd be the scary movie version. But it's almost like it was um, a bit of sliding doors in the sense it looked like there were two different stories running side by side here in terms of what she thinks she's seeing and what she is seeing um two different realities we don't know which one's real is the mother to be feared or not to be feared it was quite intense it's a common oh, story she where definitely be feared where parents do drug their children because they have that i don't know what the name of it is and we've seen tv and film well i'd said six convey sense it before. there was uh, yeah that's right the ch- wasn't it misha button Misha Button, yep, yeah. the OC. She was, she was being, yeah, well, she was Drugged a and then ended yeah. up yeah. dying, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the Sixth Sense kid was like presented the video where it actually shows the mom drugging the kid. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah like you said, it was intense. the fact that, that you said that that's common, that terrifies me. Yeah, I've seen it in other things before. And there's it clearly there's, happens. Well, I don't remember who it was with, but someone was on Ellen. They were interviewing about a movie they had coming out and they were playing the real life story of a mother who was drugging her 
daughter. So I'll look into what that was. Because they like being dependent upon? Is that what it is? Correct. Yeah. It's like make them sick and then they'll need me. They'll and never I can leave be the personal responsible for looking after them and being that that caregiver and then yes sort of not le- allowing them to leave in the nicest way possible up. my mother could have very easily <laughs> she got empty nest like hard son oh shit i mean hey, that is Jill, a joke if you're, if you're listening. listening yeah sorry mom say hi to your mum for me it's a joke that's what we say um then after that we watched together the uh batman first look teaser yeah which gives us a brief glimpse of the chest of the new batman suit and the jawline of robert patterson patterson as one batman i feel like it was almost like a a, a first listen or a tease of like the potential score as and well. the soundtrack like, does like, seem very distinct too yeah this feels very batman it does and i you know he looks good in the suit he's got the right jawline for it i think you had mentioned that yeah you saw snippets of it I did, previously like, it, it, it's so obvious now that he does have a great jaw but i was like he's got that batman jaw son he's got that batman jaw and i agree with that i would just have to go see the film to see whether i believe him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because like we always see him as like a middle-aged kind of stoic, yeah. not an older like gentleman, young. but like or usually late thirties or early forties. So this will be like a, I think he's our age, so an early. They might 30s. pitch him as late twenties though. I don't Potentially, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't know, but we'll find out. And there was but another trailer that you watched as well. I watched another two trailers. I Ooh, watched two. Uh, the teaser trailer for Pete Davidson's stand-up special that's coming out from. Uh, Saturday Night Live fame, yes. Be dropping this Tuesday. It's called Alive from New York. So I get the feeling he's probably going to talk about his suicide attempts and drug rehab and all that kind of shit in a funny way as he does. I'm a fan of Pete. You probably won't watch it though, will you? Nope. Why don't you like him? Because he gets babes? I think that's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you get to be with Pete Beckinsale. It makes no sense to me. So yeah, I do question it. Anyway. Continue. He's uh, apparently he's got an aura about him, which I believe because he's like a charm. He's still employed by Saturday Night Live and even makes jokes on Weekend Update all the time. And I've seen that, so yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, and yeah, sorry to mansplain. And I watched a trailer for Gangs of London, which is yeah, for me that. the most anticipated new TV show. Oh, coming it's a TV out. show. Yes. Okay. Who's uh, in it? What's it about? I can't tell you who's necessarily in Fuck. it. But it's, yeah, literally gangs of London and a crime family who's never been fucked with. I assume so. <laughs> never been fucked with, like, their top dogs, uh, their uh, crime boss leader, the father of the family, gets, so sopranos, but gets clipped. Oh, okay. Um, so it's time for the son to step up. And it's from the creator of two of my favorite movies of all time, uh, The Raid and The Raid 2. <laughs> But they are genuinely my favorite <laughs> movies. Uh, so it's going to be heavy action, heavy combat, and it oh, looks cool. a D to the O. Ten points if you can tell me who that is. I don't know, but I thought he was saying Michael wants to party all the time. <laughs> I was like, is this George Michael? <laughs> like, what is happening? What? And then I realised, like, third line, it was my girl wants yeah. to party all the time. Party all the time. So I got an idea. All right. Who was it? Oh, no, I, want you. I hear it, but okay. I cannot tell Not you. famous for singing, but famous oh. from Saturday Night Live and oh. the 80s. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> That's right. Because I was reminded recently that he had songs. I was like, wait, what? He's actually a dope singer. Like, and it. He I did f- really well, too, forgot right? forgot about. I'm not sure. He Maybe obviously stopped for some reason. But other countries. I, um, 
when I watched Dolomite recently, oh, he yes. does some singing in that. I was like, fuck, man, I forgot oh, how good it is. Yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> Michael wants to party all the time, party all the time. And speaking of parties. There's no bigger party than that's right. Whatever number Academy Awards. It was the 92nd Academy Awards uh, for 2020, hosted by no one. Uh, but it was funny because Chris Rock and Steve Martin came out at the start, so... Almost together? felt like they were hosts. Yes, together. And they've both hosted. Holding hands? Previously. Unfortunately not. Chris oh. Rock hosted on his own. Steve Martin, I remember, hosted with Alec Baldwin. And <coughs> it was just fucking awkward. Alec Baldwin, that's a weird It was pairing. weird, yeah. It, uh, I don't know if it I don't think it worked. I remember when Chris Rock hosted and Oprah Winfrey was making such a, like, mm-hmm. and neededly so, a big deal about it. Because I think he was the first homeboy to I uh, think so, yeah. do it. And she's like, oh, my little boy up there doing his You're all grown up. Yeah, pretty much. Like, look, he's, and he's just killing it. Pr- he's proud mama. Son. Laying it, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Those so you had little people come out and sort of on Jesus, the stage. What are you doing? What? What little people? Like little Oompa-loompas? No, like <laughs> like they were only out for a little, like a brief period of time. Like they were out, but they were out longer than those who were just there to go. Um, I'm here to present the award, the award for editing, and then they say the names, and then they say the winner. You know, there were people who'd come out and give a bit of a monologue, and that was sort of Steve and Chris start like sort of emphasizing we're not here to host and tina fey maya rudolph amy poehler did it the year before going we're not hosting but if we were it would go like this i don't know if you've seen that um i'd have to show you after because it's brilliant because they kind of just do snippets of the jokes they would have told really quickly intertwined intertwined um just a lot of the punch lines <laughs> it doesn't make sense because they don't have time but then you kind of get it i saw the the song they did this year there was... It was Maya Rudolph and I forget. No, but Wig, Maya Rudolph right? and Kristen Wiig come yeah. out and did that. Like They came out like, no, I, I, can, yeah. I can't do this. No, no, they don't want to know. And it's like, no, we're walking away. We can't do this. And then they come back and go, guys, That's that acting. was acting. <laughs> we heard there were a lot of directors in the room. And then they go through like all these different emotions to convey their range other than being comedic actresses. And, you know, that was one of the highlights for me because I genuinely thought it was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off and I've rewatched that did little bit since. Did you know, as a joke, Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell did a drama on the Hallmark Channel in the States, a full-length movie. As a joke? As in, like, Pretty it was serious, but... Because Hallmark movies are so silly. Like, yeah. They oh, yeah. Try to Very be, cliche. Well, and they, they try to, like, come off as serious, but you're just watching it and, like, no human actually... This isn't how humans act. Like, it's... Yeah. It's like an, getting an alien to, to <gasps> try to, like... Re- so, they, as a goof, basically oh, did it, wow. like... No comedy, but it's so fucking hilarious. I've only seen, <laughs> snippets, really? oh. only seen snippets because you can tell that they're mocking them, mm-hmm. but they're actually doing like a serviceable job for that kind of shit. Right. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd suggest at least watching highlights, but don't put yourself through the whole thing because it's probably it might be a bit shit. too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, she's fucking great. I love Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. She's cool. Yeah. They were a lot of fun together. I'm like, they need to do more together. Um, not just a little two and a half minutes at some award ceremony. Weren't they in their bridesmaids together? Yeah, that's so long ago now. That was like 2010, I think. Oh, can't be that. Oh, wait, no, that was... I reckon it was. Kristen Wiig's peak, kind of. Yeah. Because she hasn't been on SNL for quite a while. It's now. been a while. Mm. Um, but I guess the sort of suspected winners on the night did take home the trophies. Yo, you're probably right, because that 
uh, Ghostbusters came out in like 2016, right? Correct. Jesus. And you think Melissa, Melissa McCarthy as well was kind of her breakout role also? Like she was on the scene, but this sort of took Come her to on. another level. Come on. You watched Gilmore Girls, didn't you? <laughs> well, there is that. It took her to the movie scene, but I never really watched Gilmore Girls, if we're being honest. It's because you hate women. I, no, I hate dialogue, like too much dialogue. And that was the, 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 the show. Yeah, her ban- Lauren Graham's banter. Like, <gasps> you don't, don't like Lauren Graham? Time. I don't have time for it. She's so lovely. She She's all right. I'm coming for you. Next time we podcast, I'm literally... I'm right here. You can, go, you can do no, it. No, no, no. I need time to prepare. It's like in The Simpsons when Sideshow mm. uh, Mel gets like, I don't know, not food poisoning, but he gets fed a bagel or something by Bart and he can't like have, I don't know. This is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Anyway, he can't have food. <laughs> he's, he's puking and he tells Bart to come to the door and yep. he's still going to berate him while he's in the cubicle. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucking his guts up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, there were expected winners on the night. Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, Laura Dern and well, Renee Zellweger. They're going to get there. I'm just saying. Like, they had won all the awards previously. The BAFTA, the SAG, the Golden Globe. It sort of tracked that way. It kind of happens quite a lot each year that if they're winning all those other ones, they'll take home the Oscar as well. Sags it wasn't a new statue. Do you want to tell your story about that? I got trolled by Taiki Watiti. Uh, he, he had a picture with uh, uh, Homeboy who played Joker. Joaquin Phoenix? That's the one. <laughs> um, they And they had little statues and he was like Oscar buddies and they were like the, the theatre mask thing with like the More like a the BAFTA because the BAFTA's a mask trophy as well maybe they were holding that maybe they were holding but the he had hashtag oscar there so i was, oh, just, I was you were very confused i was you came home and i hadn't yet watched it and i'm like i haven't found out anything don't tell me anything and you're like i can I, tell you something the only thing i can tell you is there's a new trophy and i'm like there is and then the first award got yeah, handed out when i did like, watch it the next time i'm like you're trying to look what you're like, shit are you full of right now <laughs> you're like i've been trolled but i've been trolled. i wanted so so bad because I had that smirk on my face because mm. I was be, be like, so uh, you know who won, right? Yeah, and I was like, don't you fucking tell me. And I'm quite proud that I did not find out anything for 48 hours, which was some sort of miracle. But speaking of Taika Waititi, he won Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars because uh, Jojo Rabbit was adapted from a book. And he kind of struggled up there to sort of articulate what he wanted to do. And part of his trouble was that when you write a script, it's, just you it's a solo project and so all you really have to thank is yourself and in this case he thanked his mum because she was the one that gave him the book which he adapted but he got kind of awkward but like definitely deserved the oscar for that part of his screenplay stuff i've seen with him part of his charm well just i think his shtick is he does a little bit of awkward stuff yeah possibly Uh, yeah it was just real awkward but uh yeah um, and then he was the first Indigenous person to win an Oscar, right? Something yes, like yeah. correct. And then best screenplay was that Parasite. Uh, they won best film and best something else, so maybe. I don't yeah, because they remember. were best international film, also Parasite, and that's where we broke sort of Academy Award history, and that it was the first time in ninety-two years an international, so non-English speaking film won film like best film even though there's some more fucking english in it that's it and it won best international film which it was always going to win and so yeah it was definitely unexpected for it to take home the major award for the night but the crowd was absolutely lapping it up and loving it and showing their support for the director and the cast and his crazy hair and Every time he went up, because he went up like three times, his translator had to go up as well. So he'd speak in Korean and then come back. And 
Then it would cut to like Sandra Oh and the crowd fist pumping the air because she's of Korean descent. She's like, yeah, let's do this. Um, but yeah, the translator was definitely cutting what he was saying a little bit just to get to the point a little bit more. <laughs> and he just kept referencing like, all right, when he won Best International Film, that was kind of all he was expecting. Not, yeah, not expecting anything else. And he's like, all right, now I can drink. <laughs> then of course he gets back up there. He's like, oh man, what do I do now? What do I say? Um, so yeah, and then... Joaquin Phoenix won for Joker, mm-hmm. best actor, which we wanted from the very start. That we only questioned it for a brief moment there whether it would actually happen because of some of the controversy around the. You film. question it, and I flipped out at you because I was like, "How could that be a reason?" But you. I question it, and yeah, <clears throat> just because it was getting backlash. I was like, "I hope that doesn't hinder his, uh, the possibility of him taking that home." And like I even said on this very podcast, oh. not this particular episode, but previous is that the Academy Awards are notoriously corrupt, so if he wasn't going to win, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> you would have let that them know. That being said, mm-hmm. who did he beat out again? Bobby D? Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Right. Um, the old guy from Two Popes, the one that's the not one, Anthony one Hopkins. Not <laughs> I was Hopkins. like, I don't know him, I don't care. Uh, and uh, Antonio Banderas for his something that I international film i don't know what it's called it's sp- all, all in spanish right and then we'll move on to supporting actor brad pitt <laughs> um who did win got quite emotional during his speech and sort of said yeah once How upon a time in hollywood do you love that he won it again like yes it, they showed a montage of all of the actors nominated supporting actors <laughs> nominated so in snippets of i'm like it was like it's so gimmicky he's like hey i got my shirt off hey i drive a car hey don't mess with my car and then there's like Anthony Hopkins bawling his eyes out, pleading with the other Pope, and Adam Driver, who was ridiculously good Speaking in Marriage of, do you Story. Know, I'd love to see him and Sarah Paulson in a movie, just watching both of them cry. <laughs> That'd be great. Adam Driver. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I watched him on a um, Hollywood Reporter Roundtable interview with Robbie D and Shia LaBeouf and yeah. Tom Hanks and all this crew. Um, and yeah, he's so Sandler as well, intense. Right? Sandler as well for Uncut Gems. Yeah. Um, so articulate. Was a good ha- uh, hashtag he was snubbed, yeah. But he, he got he won that back with the uh, Independent Spirit Awards with his funny speech. Hello, I'm Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just starts chuckling at that point. Laura Dern took home supporting actress, beat out Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, and that's interesting because they were both in has Marriage she Story together. Ever won one of those bad boys before? Scar Joe? No, 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 Dern. Laura Dern has. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I know she's been she, fucking around for a long. And time. she's won a bunch. She won a bunch for supporting role in Big Little Lies. So she won an Emmy and a Golden Globe. Uh, whoa, whoa! Previously. I'm talking Academy Awards. Yeah, and no, I'm just saying she's TV won lots stuff. of awards. Okay. Um, and more recently too, she's come back on the map. And then of course we're gonna see her in Jurassic yeah, World three. Set, like. She kind of was making a slow comeback. Yeah, like after which, Jurassic Park and that. When she what was that movie, The Founder? Like I was like, oh, oh okay. in this, and then yep, I hear the her founder. name more Is and that more. the McDonald's one? That's the yep. one. Yeah, and then she's in F is for Family as the wife. She's got a great voice. Yep. Uh, yeah, but like as a kid, I only ever saw her in mm. Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and you always bring up that iconic thing with Ellen. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that was her. Yeah, and yeah, no, for yeah. A long stretch of time, I'm mm. like, where's the Jurassic Park? Now lady? there's actually. A, uh, an interesting story that goes with that and I'll keep it very brief but when she was on Ellen and she was the love interest and then Ellen came out 1998 cover of time they didn't hire Laura Dern they wouldn't hire her 
just the same way they would not hire Ellen. And this came out only a number of oh, years ago so when it was the anniversary of that episode and Ellen had the whole cast of the Ellen sitcom on and Laura Dern specifically. And it was just before that she told Ellen that story and Ellen didn't even know that she wasn't getting hired because they were off doing their own thing. And she felt so bad in the moment, like, okay, I knew that I might jeopardise my career and that I might not get, I might lose my show and I might not get other gigs. It's so strange. That's like just over she 20 would, years ago. Yeah, she, that's, it was the anniversary. That's right. And Fuck. yeah, they brought her back on. And she's like, I didn't work for a long time. That's so fucking weird. And that's Only part of it. Just over 20 years yeah. ago, that was still a thing. Like you, And when Huge. you talk about the, the, the one with the lesbian wedding. Yeah, with friends, friends and yeah. How just, it would have been like 95 or something like that. Yeah, and it's not gay at all. Like, no. It's so... They don't even no, kiss, like peck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, They're both yeah, wearing dresses, know. like so many things well, going on with it. Well, now in TV, you, like every fucking exec who's in charge of getting people a job, like, oh, we need a gay. We mm. need a, at least one. You yeah. know, like... How the tables have turned. The tables strange. have turned. Um, so, yeah, that's quite an interesting tidbit. But um, They're very interesting. And then, yeah, no surprise, Renee Zellweger won for playing Judy Garland in Judy. I have not seen that film. I've seen all the other ones. <laughs> Isn't that the gimmick? Like, Did, who, did someone mm-hmm. actually make a joke about that with like all eight people that saw Judy Garland were the people who voted for it? Like, oh, no okay. one's seen it, essentially? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's got a bit of a niche audience. But her, her performance looks very good. So it doesn't surprise me too much. It's great seeing her, you know. Back in the back on the scene and doing well because she's won before, but it was supporting actress and it was for Cold Mountain with Nicole Kidman and Jude Law. Is and I saw they, it years ago. They've got the Western pros- hats and the prosthetic. No, no, that was the hours. No, hours was Nicole Kidman yeah. wearing the prosthetic, which she won the Oscar for. On the same time, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then yeah, I can't remember what are some of the other awards. Yes. <laughs> Brad Pitt was first off the rank. He was the first award of the night. Um, yeah, because it's sexism. Cause he's a man, a supporting he's a man. man. World. Oh, that's right. Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated as well, so they beat out Joaquin, beat out uh, Leo for that role. Um, but yeah, they were sort of the the main four. Plus, you know, Parasite winning the two international film and best film, and uh, and screenplay. Quentin Tarantino missed out, but he was a big advocate for. Um, the Parasite director and writer. Dude, yeah, he loves foreign films. Like, he grew up watching kung fu movies and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, he mentions... Um, the dude I was telling you about with Scor- the rape. He's actually a white guy, but he... Um, mm. ugh, not even executive produced, but, like, he basically endorsed it. Like, Tarantino put the movie The Raid, like, got yeah. it so yeah. people could see it worldwide. And he endorsed Parasite as well because he mentions... The director mentions Tarantino by name. Uh, quite explicitly in his speech, thanking him for his endorsement and then also then um, shouting out Scorsese because that's who he studied when he was learning and studying film. Um, How can you not? There was a lot of comradeship, camaraderie in that room that night. So, yeah, it was good to see. So it was like Soviet Russia? Hey, comrade, we we drink vodka. Sure. We tell Martin Scorsese he talented. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. It's exactly how it happened. Nice. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to watch it now because I feel like I was there. No, if you do, I've got like a four-hour version of the show, but that we won't uh, get into that. Because you illegally downloaded it. No, I, I streamed it online illegally. <laughs> then I had to, every fourth award, I had to listen to some commentators 
reflect back on the award. We just watched one and then predict who was going to win next. It was lame. It wasn't even famous people. Maybe it was. Yeah. We're more famous. 23 people listen to us, mate. That's up since the last time I, you told me numbers. Because our episode one had 25 listens. Now, you and I are two of them, so 23 other people. Yeah, I've listened to it at least twice. I don't know oh, mofo. Well, I like listening to so us So now we've only got reason. 22 listeners. It's a dampener on my exciting news. Well, 20... Okay, let's say I listened to it once because 23 is a dope number. All right, that's sick. And you know what else is Michael news? Jordan. Mofo actually took over the Twitter for the first time since our last podcast. Yep. It's active. It's active. It's had a couple of uh, posts. Yes. So you should check it out. Tweets by NAP. I still need to figure out how to put a link to uh, the episodes. Mate, you just... I don't know. Yeah. Google it. Go onto the Podbean site. Yeah, that's what I mean. Go from there, yeah. I guess I'll just paste the link to the site. That works. That's worked in the past. Oh, yeah. Look at you cutting and pasting. I love a good cut and paste. (laughs) Plagiarism? <laughs> Sounds like my children. No, it's like uh, you know, sometimes you need to move stuff. I don't know what's happening. Why this is so funny. But we're <laughs> we are going to wrap it up now. All right. I guess that's fine. Oh, wait. Wasn't I going to sing this song and you were going to beatbox? No, that's not happening this time around. Good, because <laughs> my energy's dropped. <laughs> I need some bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been nice talking to you. MJK and, and you, Jade, uh, on this Friday evening, and on, uh, on episode two of season V, season V coming at you. All right, uh, adios. Do you always have to have the last word? The river ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that. I'm like, all right, see you later, and you're like, huh. <laughs> you just have to make a noise just, just to be in there. Last. I was just like, uh, I, I always, I don't, don't like when this ends. I enjoy it, even though I just said, let's wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> all, right. all right, well then, bye. Bonsoir. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or find us on Not Another Podcast at 2Ts.podbean.com. And feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram also. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.